Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Welcome to Friday afternoon's late lunch on LMFM Radio. Just a question for you. Have you been to the return machines? anywhere over the last week or so. You know the return scheme was introduced in Ireland from the 1st of February for cans and plastic bottles. Just wondering if anybody's been to the machines and and how you've found it. Um, We're going to talk about it now on the show because just before coming on air today, I caught up with Neve Kelly, who's the marketing and communications manager with Return itself. And I was curious, I wanted to know a week in, how did she feel or what are they hearing back from the public? How is the scheme going? It's been very good and very positive overall, Jerry. I'm delighted to say it. Um, consumers are definitely engaged. They're enthusiastic. They're supportive. I think you mentioned before that uh, people are actually going back to the reverse vending machines. It's a curiosity. They want to see how it works and uh, putting in their plastic bottles and cans and getting their voucher and going up to the till and redeeming it up at the till. So it's been... A, a great start, and um, it is, as I said, Jerry, very much at the start of this process. Uh, we've approximately 1,800 reverse vending machines around the country, and there's also manual return in some retailers. But yeah, very heartened to see how enthusiastic consumers are, and the retailers have been absolutely brilliant in getting this rolled out. Yes, as you mentioned there, I was actually in my local Tesco Extra last Saturday and it was only three days or so into the scheme and I was amazed at the amount of people going to the machines and putting in their plastic bottles and their cans. For listeners today, the logo, I just want to talk to you about the logo for a moment. What is the logo? Where will we see the logo on the bottle and can and describe it? Okay, it's a the return logo and I would say, Jerry, as well to people out there that because there is a transition period and we don't want any waste, there will be in some occasions where a consumer is charged to deposit on a plastic bottle or can that may not have a logo. But I would like to say to all your listeners, if you are charged a deposit, you will get that deposit back when you bring it back to a reverse vending machine. So just that's the first thing to say. And that's really a short period of time while there is a changeover. There may be some that incur a deposit, but you will get the refunds. But for most of the uh, plastic bottles and cans between 150 ml and 3 litres, what you will see is what's called a barcode at the back. I think it's really a number of stripes at the back of a plastic bottle or can. And either beside that or up above it, you will see a little circle with an R in the middle and an arrow. And that is the return logo. Now, if you'd like to see a bigger version of it, you can go onto our website at return.ie and you'll be able to see exactly what it looks like. But that's what will be on the majority of the plastic bottles and cans nationwide. 
So what you're saying is there, that just come back to that point with this transition period, there may be bottles and cans that don't have the logo that people will be charged on. How do they get the refund then? Do they put it into the machine, just go to the machine even though it hasn't a logo on it? Yes, that's exactly what you do. It's what we're saying is because of the transition, there are a certain amount of bottles and cans that are still flushing through the system that may incur that deposit. But if you pay that deposit, we want you to know you will get it back. So if you put it back into the reverse vending machine, the barcode that's at the back will recognise it as having been paid a deposit and you will be issued with your voucher. That's reassuring to hear that. It's a very good piece of advice today. In terms of that transition, how long do you expect it'll be before it's fully flushed out and we're up and running with all? Yeah, very good question, Jerry. We have allowed four months for this process to actually flush through. What we have seen abroad is that it tends to be a lot shorter than that. But it also depends on how quickly, let's say, the stock at the moment is flying out the uh, with non-deposit on it. Um, what we will see is in some shops, it might go out faster than in others. So we don't want producers to be out of pocket. We don't want wastage on their end on the manufacturing side. And we don't want retailers to be left with stock on the shelves either. So we have allowed the four months, but we expect it to be much quicker than that. And it goes without saying, and you're hammering this message out all the time, you don't crush your bottles or crush your cans. You've got to keep them in the same shape you purchase them in when you put the bag into the machine. Yeah, that's definitely a relearning. And it is a change of behaviour. And, you know, we do really appreciate that this is a change of behaviour for all consumers. And as I said, they've been really, really engaged and really supportive. But please don't crush your cans because the reverse vending machine will not be able to read the barcode or recognise the can itself. And the same for plastic bottles, don't crush them. Now, actually, Jerry, on that, just to say to people, we've had a lot of queries on people asking whether you need to have the lid on the plastic bottle. You can have the lid on it. You don't have to have the lid. So either way, it will be accepted in the reverse vending machine. Very good. What about the selection on our shelves? Because um, many of our drinks in uh, bottles, plastic bottles and cans, may come in from outside the country. Have those uh, people who produce those bought into this scheme as well? They'll carry the logo. It won't restrict choice, will it? It won't restrict them. But what I would say is, in legislation, anyone that actually imports products and places it on the market in Ireland, in legislation, they do have to carry the return logo. So we've worked with producers um, in, in making this a reality, and they've been absolutely brilliant in terms of uh, getting that relabeling done. That's good to hear as well, because uh, there's some drinks, of course, that people have a great affinity and, and loyalty to. So there won't be a restriction in, in choice there. Somebody mentioned to me the other day, and I think it's a pretty valid question as well. I hope you can answer it for them. The 15 cent, of course, 150 mil to 500 mil, 25 cent levy, 500 mil uh, and upwards, um, up to three litres, should I say. Uh, what happens if the bottles or cans aren't returned and somebody, say, just puts them into recycling or whatever? Where does that 15 cent and 25 cent go? Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, great. You know, it, it, it is the choice of the consumer. Again, as I said, we would obviously prefer if it was returned to the reverse vending machine. If it goes into a recycling bin, it is the consumer that, that loses out on that 15 or 25 cents. 
Um, also, one of the ideas and one of the main drivers with this is that it's a separate collection of those plastic bottles and cans that's better because it is a higher quality of recyclers and it also prevents any cross-contamination. But in terms of, as you said, if, if somebody doesn't bring back their bottle or can, that money goes back into the scheme in terms of the operation of the scheme. So we are a not-for-profit return is, so we are running this as efficiently as possible. But part of that um, is the unredeemed deposit that actually comes back into the scheme. Just before you leave us, one other thing that's maybe puzzling people a little bit. So say I pull into my local uh, convenience store or garage stop off or whatever and I buy a plastic bottle or a can and it's in the scheme or whatever. They don't have a machine to return to. You don't have to bring it back to the point of sale. You can go to any of the machines anywhere else to return it. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, again, in terms of what you can do, if you buy in Cork and you want to return in Dublin, that's absolutely fine. The one thing that consumers should remember is that once you pop your plastic bottle or can into a reverse vending machine, you must actually redeem the voucher in that same shop. You can absolutely return it anywhere. It's just wherever the RVM you've started that kind of redemption process. So it's in the same store wherever you put it back. In terms of the Irish people, it is a change in behaviour looking for here. Now, some people are fantastic at the recycling. Others couldn't give a hoot and everything went into the black bin or, or whatever. But it is a mindset change. We've shown in the past, haven't we, with the plastic bags, for example, and there are other instances as well, where with a bit of time we've adapted. I'm sure you're hoping it's the same for the return scheme. Oh, we really are. And I mean, everything we've seen abroad... Um, from people that have actually travelled abroad or have heard about other schemes. They're very supportive of the introduction of the scheme because it's very practical. Now, you know, again, we we know it's an extra effort for people, for people who are already recycling. It is an extra effort. We do appreciate it's a change in behaviour. But I think it's really, really worth it because at the moment we're recycling approximately 60% and we need to get to 77% by 2025 and the EU recycling target for 2029 is 90%. So that's a big ask. But it also shows that well over 30% of our re- are, of the plastic bottles and cans are actually littering streets, beaches, you name it. And I think we've all seen it. We've had tidy towns. We've had communities that go out on big cleanups. So deposit return actually helps hugely with that aspect And it also protects our environment. Well, can we say a good start and long may it continue. People are already adapting and doing what's needed and it's here to stay. And it is the future in terms of plastic bottles and cans. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Neve Kelly, Head of Marketing and Communications with Return. Thanks, Jerry. Anytime at all. Yes, Neve Kelly there speaking to me just a few short minutes ago about the return scheme. Um, I, I mentioned to her, Louise, last week, it was only the third of the month. I, I, I as you know, go to Tesco, the extra store, and they have a huge um, facility there for uh, returning your plastic bottles and cans. And there were people only three days in and them, you know, putting their bottles and, and cans into it. Now, there's a question there from a listener. It's a decent one. I bought a 12-pack of kids' juice from Tesco, got charged 180 extra. Oh. No logo on them. 
uh, and will they be accepted? You heard Neve Kelly saying there they will accept them. Uh, it reads the barcode on them. So once the ju- I, I, I hope that's juices in little bottles. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. plastic. I yeah, think yeah. they're juices in bottles. She said it will read the code even if the logo is not on them. So take those back. Keep them sound and bring them back and you will get the uh, money back on them. You'll get your 180 back on on them there. Um, so, did she say 12 pack or 6 pack or what? Uh, 12 pack. Right, okay. 180 extra. Okay. Should be a little more. Should it, what is it, 50? No, that's right. So 12 by 50. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Right, 180, yeah. that's right. Exactly right. Yeah, it is. It is. Bring them back because they for, there's a transition period. So so they will accept them for sure. Um, did it, so it, I, maybe I just missed her there. Is it um, 15 cent no matter what size the bottle? Like No. No. The bigger bottles is 25 cent. 15 cent from 150 mil to 500 mil. 25 cent from 500 mil to 3 litres. Okay. And what about 5 litres? Uh, if you were to get a big massive thing of 5 litre of water, say plastic I, I don't container know. and pour uh, it into uh, the little uh, containers. It mustn't come under the... It's up to 3 litres anyway. Anything okay. above that I'd say you recycle. I take it if there's bigger than that. So but, there's uh, no extra price on that? No, the no, there shouldn't one. be. There shouldn't be. It's up to three litres, it says okay. anyway. But so you'd be better off buying the five litre and then coming home and <laughs> dispersing it into maybe smaller bottles. Possibly, yeah. If you had the patience to do that and, and the time and, and, and the stock. Or get a really big or, straw. Well, that'd take a straw <laughs> and a half, wouldn't it, to do that? It would for sure. I just wonder, people listening to us today, folks, I, I, have you been to the reverse vending machines? How have you found it? Have you got your... Uh, money back, no issue with it. If you have anything to say about it, let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. We'd love to hear from you. That's 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Our usual numbers here. Anyone had any difficulty? Was it straightforward? Plain sailing, whatever. I think it is a mindset change. And for me, as I said, I'll just mm-hmm. have to store the cans and the plastic bottles in a in a bit one of those big bags. And when I go up on Saturday morning, as I usually do, to the machine first, fire them all through, and get me little receipts and whatever mm. for them. It's I actually bought a plastic bottle this morning of soda water mm. and it was reduced to 59 cent. Right. From like 89 cent or something. OK. But sure, surely there was no 15 cent extra. Bring it back. It'll be up 15 cent. Mm. It'll be even cheaper for you. Anyway, they're taking them through. They're taking them through even if they don't have the... De- now, provided it reads, whatever it reads on the barcode, and he mm. would stress that there, they'll read the barcode in your bottle and if you're entitled, you'll get it for sure, you know. But uh, bring them back. Err on the side of taking them back. Anyway, that seems to be uh, the message today from the people in return. It's a big change and it seems, you know, she mentioned it there, it's worked well across Europe. So it's in and it's in to stay here. That That's the bottom line for sure. Just want to mention, Colm had a quiz on Sports news just a wee while ago, and uh, the winner today is going to get two tickets to the big racing day at Navin Racecourse. That's only up the road from your place, isn't it, Louise? Over there, yep. And Navin is, Great. yes, proud Great race course. Yes, it is indeed. Anyway, two tickets to uh, be won today. Uh, with Column on Sport and remember on Sunday what a day's racing it's top class the William Hill Boyne Hurdle uh, the William Hill uh, 10 up novice chase and 7 exciting national hunt races all happening at Navin Racecourse this Sunday live music after the racing as well if you want tickets book them online navinracecourse.ie that's navinracecourse.ie it's the easiest way to get your tickets anyway the question from Column today was at which English racecourse would you find Tattenham Corner 
And the answer, yes, the answer is Epsom. Yes, Epsom Racecourse is the answer. Let me see if loads of people in there. Sure, look, will I select one at random? You know me, I'll just select one at random. Um, it's your lucky day. Siobhan Rooney in RD is the winner today. Well done to you, Siobhan. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements. You win, and thanks to everybody who got in touch with the correct answer. Short break on late lunch, and when we come back, I have the bag sitting here beside me. Tato hearts. We spoke about them on the show the other day. The special Tato crisps, or whatever you like to call them, snack issued for Valentine's Day. We're going to do a taste test on late lunch in a minute. Thank you indeed for all your messages to late lunch. Have the bottles and cans to be clean washed, uh, says a listener there. They have to be clean, you know what I mean? They have to keep them decent. Don't crush them, as I said there. Break them up. If you don't have a lid in the bottle, it doesn't matter. They'll still take the bottle. But you know, no, they don't have to be. Just keep them clean and as they are, as you use them. Uh, Hi Jerry. I already pay for a recycling bin, so to know from me, I'm going to use my water filter jug and not buy my favourite pop anymore. Ah, oh, won't be buying the pop anymore. Have a lovely weekend and thank you for your show, Marie. Thank you indeed, for uh, Marie, for getting in touch. The bottles are being recycled. Somebody asking us there. Are they, of course, that's the idea. Get them in and recycle. Where they recycle, I couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. There's another one that says, uh, I get my groceries delivered from Tesco, Jerry, but they won't take the bottles back. No, they won't. It's uh, up to you. It's up to you to bring them back. Unfortunately, Tesco will deliver your groceries, but they won't be taking your bottles back. Sorry about that one. Now, let's roll this on late lunch. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Listen carefully. Listen carefully. We'll say it only once. Great! I love TV. We watch TV. TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on The Late Lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, TV, Yes, a classic TV show if ever there were one. The original theme. What is it? What is that TV show? The name of that TV show for a nice prize from me on late lunch this afternoon. Yes, it's a bit of a giveaway, isn't it, today? Especially if you're a fan. Oh, Louise. Louise is delighted. Louise is, and it ties in with tasting uh, the hearts crisps that you're going to do in a moment from Tato. She's over the moon because she comes from one of the most romantic towns in Ireland. Tell them, tell them, please. Navin has been voted the fourth most romantic town in Ireland according to Hello Fresh Ireland so there you go we just Killarney took the top spot right followed by Sligo yeah then Ennis yeah then us Navin Navin the Palinodromic <laughs> town ah uh, sure we always knew it you're, 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 you're oozing love Louise and so we is, know that yeah I'm we afraid know it. it's we just know it, Shannon Tralee Ballina, Mallow Wexford and Tullamore are after that <laughs> anyway Navin is the place to be Siobhan yes, and Rooney Siobhan. who won the tickets book for the hotel. race Siobhan, don't go home yeah Siobhan book a hotel it's the most romantic yeah. place in Ireland you're heading to the racing there on full of love Sunday. and hearts <laughs> talking about love and hearts you br- well well, look she is full of love she brought me in a bag of Tato Louise brought in a bag of Tato hearts spicy flavour they're out just specially for Valentine's mm-hmm. week I was going to say Halloween <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let Brody me. Let, let, can I have a taste? Yeah, here we go. Hmm. Mm. Jeepers, I could like them. 
Yeah, they're nice. Mm. They're spicy. You've have you tasted? There's a couple in there on your table. Yeah, I, they're fluffy. They're air filled, aren't they? Mm. No, I wouldn't be. I don't think they're very spicy. Does it say on the ingredients if they're spices? It just says no artificial colours or flavours, no added MSG, <gasps> a source of fibre. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't think they're very. Let spicy. me see. Hold on. Energy, fat, like- carbohydrate, fibre, protein, salt. Um, where's the where's the flavours? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hold on. Ingredients. Hold on, starch, dried potato, veg, blah, where we, when we get the flavours here. Um, pap- paprika extract. I can okay. get it, I can get it. it rosemary extract. Rosemary, right. Salt, spices, turmeric. Yes, turmeric powder. Yeah, there's a few things mm-hmm. mixed in there. So there's, I like them. I like them. No, I like them, but I wouldn't call them spicy. Ah, they're all right. The, no. me, the medium spicy. They're not They're, they're quite like waffles. You know, the tater waffles. Is that a waffle? No, the waffles. What's a waffle? They look like them, but they're not. They're Sorry, say that to me again. The they, ta- they taste like what? A waffle. Now, have you said waffle or waffle? Waffle. What are you saying? Waffle, waffle or waffle? Waffle. Am I saying waffle? No, I think you said waffle. Did a you waffle say waffle? Or waffle? I say waffle. W O. No, a waffle. Waffle. W A. That's waffle. No. W A. Waffle. Wah. Wah. That's waffle. I'm going into a song here. That, we that's, debate this now. That's waffle. That's <laughs> waffle. It's a waffle. It's a waffle. Waffle. It's a waffle. Waffle. <laughs> You're awful. It's waffle. <laughs> While I'm drinking Jack all alone in my local bar. And we don't know how, how we got into this mad situation. Only doing things out of frustration. Trying to make it work with man these times are Fantastic to reflect on the uh, last weekend on the bank holiday, the new bank holiday, uh, honouring St. Bridget. Bridget 1500 in Loud, the festival. Uh, it was really a huge success when you see the figures that have just come out. Over 55,000 visitors attended a wide range of events in the Wee County in recent days. Isn't that fantastic? Augurs well for the future because it's only, you know, in its infancy, the bank holiday, second year. Well done to all concerned. A huge success there. Wonderful uh, to hear those numbers. Now we move on on late lunch this afternoon and I'm delighted to uh, welcome a man back to the show who I've spoken to a number of occasions in the past. He's the man behind the Holistic Gardener series of books. Uh, But in his uh, work, he has vast experience as an outreach therapist. And he is just a fantastic guy. He exudes positivity, energy, and his new book is called 52 Proverbs to Fight Depression and Trauma. And he's on the line waiting for me. Fino Nulon, great to talk to you again. How's it going, Jerry? Great to be back. Great to have you with us on the show. Well, congratulations on the book. I really, really do like it. I want to ask you this from uh, just to start off. You mention resilience a lot in, in the book and it's the key in a way to us dealing with these uh, traumas in life that we're all going to face at one stage or another. You get the impression today, Fiend, that a lot of people are not resilient. They're, they're not able to face a crisis when it happens and I don't underestimate it in any way. Why is that? What underpins that? Is there one reason or is it many? Well, I mean, there's, there's probably many. I mean, the modern world is kind of 24-7, always on. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on, on that, that, you know, people don't take downtime. If you're not taking downtime, you don't find the moments to reflect, to consider, to reevaluate. 
even to reframe your your problems into something that might be a helpful learning lesson. I mean, you know, we're we're only finished Christmas and there's Easter eggs up on the shelves and shops. You know, it's the next feel good thing. We can't even wait a couple of weeks. You know, in yeah. the in the dark half of the year without this having to be tempted by the next chance to throw up the fairy lights or or celebrate. So this thing of instant gratification, and this comes from the phone and all the dopamine hits that are happening continuously. I mean, I often talk when I'm talking about kind of stress and stuff like that, this flight or fighting where when we were on the hunt, which happened once a week, if the twig snapped behind you, it may be a raving party, it may be the wild boar, your chemistry in your system geared you up to be able to fight or run away. And now we have these twig snaps constantly in our day, every time the phone pings, every time you go out to the car and you're stuck at the traffic lights, queuing up in the post office. So we're constantly flooding our body with the wrong type of chemistry. And we're constantly flooding our minds with the wrong types of thoughts. And this is what's leading to the current kind of health crisis where a lot of people are dealing with anxiety, a lot of people are dealing with depression. Sometimes it's a situational thing. But like I often say, you know, you can turn a minor disappointment into a major catastrophe if you work hard enough. And we don't have the skills to do it the other way, to take the major catastrophe and dial it back down into just this temporary passing. I mean, this book is like, you know, 50-year Proverbs, but, you know, the the, the proverb that inspired it was um, Tales Green as Garda Dover, which is the the sunshine comes out of the gloom or the sunshine follows the the, the gloom. And this is one of the things that we've forgotten, that the, 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 the clouds that obscure our day, whatever it is that's on our mind, that's burdening us. And that may be something serious, like a marathon breakdown. It may be a health diagnosis. But it may be something like I didn't get the like for the new runners that I put up on the Snapchat or the Facebook or the TikTok, you know. Mm. And if we if we let that play in on us and ruminate it more and more, we turn it into something big. But if we just realize that this is just a temporary blip, if we hold on, if we can be a little bit more stoic, then we can practice a little bit more patience, if we can be less ruffled by it, eventually that builds up a resilient mindset, you know. And for me, you know, working with the horticultural therapy, this is one of the first lessons I walk because, again, horticultural therapy can be where, you know, you're bringing people out into the garden and it's an opportunity for them to get away from their walls and worries for a couple of hours. Mm. But it's on a spectrum, and sometimes you could be dealing with people who um, have had are in recovery from a nervous breakdown or are in recovery from alcoholism, have become a recent amputee, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to set expectations while building up self-esteem and resilience. So when you sow seeds, not everyone germinates. So that's the thing with gardening. You have to get used to the fact that everything isn't going to go your own way. There's nature, the stuff without of you, with outside of your control. And you really can't fret it. You can't sweat the small stuff. And you can conserve your energies for the bigger things. So, you know, even though while there's a gardening aspect going on, very often in my practice, you're dealing with the bigger psychology yeah. of what's actually happening in the individual's life. It's, mm. it's not even about gardening at all. That's the excuse to just get in front of somebody. 
to get people around together yes. to commune with their worries. Mm. What, what you say, your words are powerful, I have to say, and, and, and I'm an old gardener myself, as you know, and I love getting out yeah. there, and it's such a it's such a way of uh, grounding yourself again and getting away from things. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. But what you say there is so true. It's relentless in life today. It's one thing after another. There's no break. There's no getting away from it. And that is... That really is the nub of the matter. And this is something that's with us and real now and it's going to move into the future. And we've got to deal with it, haven't we, Fien? We have to. You know, and, and this is the thing. It's that all of these little proverbs, I mean, the book is based on proverbs. Yeah. And, and it's that they were the ancestral wisdom. That's, you know, that's what your granny or your granddad yes. wanted you to learn the lesson of. You know, you don't have to make your own mistakes in life to learn the lesson. You can learn from other people's mistakes and other people's triumphs and successes and they gathered all these little proverbs again it's this thing of like however great the flood it will ebb do you know whatever the current crisis is you're going through it will get less and less and less you know and even if it's something like a health issue that's looking like it's not going to go away well what happens in the intervening time is you learn how to manage it better and it seems less of a problem at the start you know you get this diagnosis about being diabetic okay, all of a sudden you have to inject yourself in the stomach. Five years down the line, it's nothing to you. Mm. You know, mm. where you nearly, you, you nearly have a massive crisis over at the start, and now it's nothing to you. It's just part of your routine. So we do adapt. You know, humans are inbuilt to adapt and survive. It's just that a lot of the time what we have going on is we have this negative bias. So when the negative bias is there to keep us alive. It's to stop us from getting too close to the cliff edge and falling over. So sometimes we have this doubt about what's going on or we have to look at, view something as if, how can this harm me? And what I'm trying to do with the book is I'm trying to show how you can short-circuit that mindset and then show how you can build up your positivity and your resilience and your kind of, your, what I call an, an optimistic explanatory style, which is where you take what is a negative and you turn it into something more positive. Mm. You know, you take the fact that, you know, okay, I've gone through a lot lately, it's been difficult, but I'm still here. That means I'm a survivor. You're not a victim yes. anymore, you're a survivor. Yeah, and, and you know, the proverbs, I've been through the book, they're lovely. You have the Irish, the ancient Irish, and of course, the translation in English, and there are so many in them. And there is such wisdom when you look at them. I don't know how you came up with the 52 of them, but I want to mention, I, I've been, I picked out some, but I want to mention this one in particular because it's one I've I quoted on the show here a number of times over the years. The windy day is not the day for thatching. There's such a message yeah. in that, isn't there, Fien? And And that's the thing. So it's like, Bide your time. Again, this is this thing where we're under this, the modern world pressure to achieve everything in an instant. And, and this thing where people are told now, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. But the, yes, you can. Having faith in something, having belief in something, yes. But there's also hard work. There's also luck involved in getting somewhere as yeah. well. You know, yeah. so we, we, we need to accept all of that. So that's that thing of like, not everything can happen in one go. You may have to bide your time. So if it's a windy day out there, the choppy waters ahead, that's the time to kind of think, okay, I'm not going to achieve this today. Mm. So again, in its own way, that's about being safe and protected, but it's about being realistic. And I you think I, I think what you say there, those words people should ponder and, and keep in their locker. You know, people say that to young people as well. You can be anything you want, 
but it's not as straightforward as that. No, there's, there's work and effort and stuff that has to go on within all of this. You know, it's that thing of like, Satanta had to become a good hurler before he hit the before he hit the slitter that killed the dog that turned him into Kilcullen. Mm. You know, there was a bit going on. He didn't just come up and go, well, you know, I, I, I've decided that tomorrow I'm going to be Ireland's greatest hero. You know, yes. there are lots of kids out there that want to be astronauts. Fair play to them. I hope they make it. But does Ireland even have a space program? You know, you have to be realistic and stuff. Yeah. You know? Can I quote so, you? Can I quote you another one? I love. Uh, yeah. I'll read it. I'll read it to you. Quinnevan Knov is Lanfi and Madrahu. Keep hold of the bone, and the dog will follow you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so this is this, this thing. And in the book, I kind of connect that in with cognitive behavioural therapy, in terms of you know how to control your emotions. Not to let your emotions get away with you. That if you hold the bone like that, the, the, the dog of your anger or the dog of your sadness or the dog of your anxiety, you, you can control it rather than it controlling you. Mm. So, you know, the, the ancestors are passing on these things. And I mean, even that one, how far does that go back? Yes. That, that clearly goes back to the kind of, I'm talking about with Cullen, so back to the Bronze Age and, and that thing of like when we were forced domesticating dogs to help us hunt. Yes. You know, we, yes. were, we had to train the dog to bring them over. So, like, so, some of these, even things like, you know, food is not better than sense. You know, this whole thing of, like, that as a proverb came through the famine. We kept that even when we were in a famine. We didn't want to let you go without, you know, just saying, just I want to mention one short one. I've just a couple of minutes left. Do not give in to sadness. Torment not yourself with brooding. That's what you were saying. Don't sweat the small stuff, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because what happens when the big crisis comes? You're, you're out of adrenaline. You're out of energy. You're, you're feeling depleted already. So it, it actually... It doesn't matter, these little small things. And sometimes the small things, there's, a, there's another one, the evil springs from the smallest thing. So say I leave the house and I'm walking down the road and I, I say hi to a neighbour and the neighbour doesn't say hello back. Mm. And I think, oh my God, what did I do on him or her that, that I'm such a bad person that they didn't say hello back to me. And then I kind of put my head down and I'm walking a bit further on and I don't notice the other neighbour waving at me. Or I don't notice, you know, the postman coming up giving me the nods because I'm looking at the ground. All of a sudden, I'm missing all of these opportunities. I'm not hearing the birds singing. I'm not, I'm not seeing it's a sunny day. And I make them home and brood over it and make it worse and worse and worse. Now, maybe all that happened was that that neighbour had their earphones in and they were listening to a podcast. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you're, like yeah, you're jumping to conclusions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's... It's how do we get the head right? That's what I was saying about kind of, you know, the, the, the famine thing of, you, you know, food is not better than sense. You know, that we, we kept that proverb going even through a horrific time in our history because it was so important to say to the next generation, having your mindset right is the key to survival. Yeah. Because we can think ourselves into bigger problems than we actually have. And we have a big problem. We can get an analytical brain working to work a, a strategy out of it. That's the other side of it. That's the great thing. Oh, listen, we could go on and on, but time beats me again. You've done a wonderful job with this book, and they're asking me what's the name of the book. The name of the book is 52 Proverbs to Fight Depression and Trauma, Irish Holistic Wisdom by Fian O'Neillon. It's available all over the place, good bookshops and bad bookshops and every type of bookshop, (laughs) you name, all over the country. It is there. 
you've dipped into something really special. You're bringing us back to ancient wisdom and I just love the book and love what you do. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for joining me, Fian. That's great, Jerry. Come Slán gafoil fín on nulán there. Knock knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called comedy. 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 Comedy, sir. Comedy. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. I was watching Mastermind the other evening, and this one came to mind. It's an absolute classic. It's the two Ronnies do Mastermind, but here's the crack with this one. You got to listen to it. They don't answer. The question that is put to... uh, Ronnie Barker is asking the questions. Ronnie Corbett is doing the answering. He doesn't answer the question that's put to him, but rather he gives the answer to the question before. Have a listen and you'll figure it out. Here they are. And so to our first contender. Good evening. Your name, please. Uh, Good evening. Your your chosen subject was answering questions before they were asked. This time, you have chosen to answer the question before last each time. Is that correct? Charlie Smithers. (laughs) And your time starts now. What is paleontology? Yes, absolutely correct. (laughs) What's the name of the directory that lists members of the peerage? A study of old fossils. (laughs) Who are Len Murray and Sir Geoffrey Howe? Burks. (laughs) Correct. What is the difference between a donkey and an ass? Uh, One's a trade union leader, the other's a member of the cabinet. (laughs) Complete the quotation, to be or not to be? They're both the same. (laughs) What is Bernard Manning famous for? That is the question. (laughs) Who is the present Archbishop of Canterbury? He is a fat man who tells blue jokes. What do people kneel on in church? The right Reverend Robert Runcell. What do tarantulas prey on? Hassocks. What would you use a ripcord to pull open? Large flies. What sort of a person lived in Bedlam? A parachute. What is a jockstrap? A nutcase. For what purpose would a decorator use methylene chlorides? Uh, a form of athletic support. <laughs> what did Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec do? Uh, paint strippers. <laughs> Who is Dean Martin? Um, he's a kind of artist. Yes, what sort of artist? Um... <laughs> Pass. That's near enough. <laughs> what make of vehicle is the standard London bus? A singer. Correct. In 1892, Brandon Thomas wrote a famous long-running English farce. What was it? British Island. Correct. Complete the following quotation... I started, so I finished. Complete the following quotation about Mrs. Thatcher. Her heart may be in the right place, but her... Charlie's aunt. Correct. (laughs) Aren't they just brilliant? How they did it. Legends of comedy, the two Ronnies, you know, (laughs) he gives the answer to the previous question and he got every one of them right. Isn't it amazing? Oh, God almighty, they're both gone now, but their comedy lives on for sure. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Esther's been on to say, why would you be paying for cans when you're already paying for three bins? It's a disgrace. Money on the double. The government has plenty of money. 
They would make money out of anything, says Esther. We're talking to uh, Neve Kelly from Return Top of the Show. Michael says it's just crazy. And for the people who live in the country, it'll cost them more money to travel in and return the bottles. It doesn't make sense. What happens to the money if the people don't return the cans and bottles? She answered that for me, Neve. It goes back into the return uh, business, which is a non-profit making business, but it goes back into the business there. That's uh, where the money goes if they're not returned. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Dermot Good is with us next. He's a great man. He's the man behind TotalHealthCover.ie. You do know VHI have hiked their premiums by 7%. Will, from the 1st of March. Dermot's here to advise. Health insurance. It's always a hot topic, isn't it? When it's aired uh, anywhere in the media and it's going to be aired for the next while here on Late Lunch this afternoon. You've probably heard by now that VHI are increasing their premiums by an average of 7% from the 1st of March. This is on top of two rises last year in 2023 in uh, March and October. I'm joined by a man who knows everything there is to know about health insurance. He's uh, the man behind TotalHealthCover.ie. Delighted to have him back with us. Dermot Good, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me. Um, The first question, I suppose, people listening today, VHI have announced this. Is it automatic now that Leia and Irish life will follow, Dermot? Well, here's the thing. Unfortunately, yes. But what actually happened was Irish Life Health already had their rate increase of average 4.8% on the 1st of January. Um, So now VHI have announced their latest increase, which is an average of 7% from the 1st of March. And yeah, like if we look at 2024, which is obviously the, the, you know, look at the trends there. Back in, in early, tw- sorry, look at 2023, um, Leia Healthcare followed VHI in April with their increase, and we're expecting something similar for this year. But even even if we just look at the VHI members, like what people seem to forget is that they also had an increase in October of an average of 7%. So for anybody renewing on the 1st of March, there are two increases coming their way, 7% on 7%. So that means that most people will be facing increases of 15 to 19 percent, depending on the plan. Um, because the other thing, too, as well, people have to forget about these average figures that they, that they throw out. Some plans, even though they say seven, some of the plans we've looked at are going up by 10 percent. So there are just there's huge increases coming through right across the board. So really, our advice now to everybody who has health insurance is, look, you must shop around. It's as simple as that. And there still is great value because... Believe it or not, they're launching new plans all the time and because they have to look after the big corporate clients. You know, a lot of them won't accept these increases. So there's new plans coming on stream all the time to keep the big employer schemes happy. But every customer, regardless of their age or their occupation or their health status, every customer can join every plan. You know, so really the key thing, key message for everybody now is don't accept these increases Pick up the phone and start start shopping around. But Dermot, it's easier said than done because you and I have spoken about this before. The mm. the plethora of plans that there are out there. We need people like you, totalhealthcover.ie, or somebody to help us. You know, it's not easy for uh, the ordinary folk to you know to decipher all this. No, you're absolutely right. Look, they don't make it easy. Now, best advice that I can give to all of your listeners on this is that. The starting point is, what is your budget? What can you afford for next year? So forget about the increases. Like, brace yourself for a shock when you open that notice, the renewal notice. So the question is, what is your budget for next year? Whether you are joining or whether you you are renewing as a family or an individual. And for a lot of people, that might be what they paid last year. 
Um, and then what you do is, whoever your current insurer is, let's just say it's VHI, you will phone up VHI and you will simply challenge them to find you the closest equivalent plan to what you currently have that fits that budget. And tell them your budget and they'll have your plan details and sit back and then you let them go through all of their plans to find you the one that closely matches what you have. It obviously won't be identical, but it might give you everything you need because like 50% of all people who, who do that, they'll find a better deal with the same insurance company. But if you don't like what they offer you, and if you're not happy with that, you simply repeat the exact same process with the other two. So, you know, for people who have the time and the patience and the resilience and all of this to do this, you know, you can actually do this quite easily uh, yourself by literally doing that, challenging them, keep them on the phone, tell them your budget and sit back and see what they offer you. And the other thing I would say to your listeners, if they do offer you another plan that, that, that they say is similar, be very careful when they say it's similar to what you have. The next question for you to ask them is, OK, now tell me exactly how does it compare what I currently have? In other words, what benefits are reducing, what benefits stay the same or maybe what benefits are being eliminated? And once again, and to be fair to the insurance companies, won't you ask very specific questions once you keep them on the phone, they know that all the calls are recorded. They will explain that to you, and that's the way you get the best deals. Uh, sound advice. And, and and there's not much difficulty. I know I mentioned there's loads of plans, but if you just follow that, your budget first, ring your company, ask them to match the budget, and then if not, go to the others. Say you're with, uh, at the moment with VHI, go to Irish Life, go to Leia, and then you make the assessment there yourself. I want to ask you a couple of other things because you have an excellent uh, area in your website there with tips to reduce your costs. What's split cover? Will you explain that to listeners, please? Yeah, so split cover is actually, there's, there's loads of things that people can actually do to actually bring the cost down. And splitting cover simply means putting everybody on on the policy on a plan to suit their needs. So, for example, too many people, what they'll do is they'll pick a plan for the parents and they'll put all the family on the same plan. But for lots of people, that's over-insurance. Like, you know, when we look at risk, so for like for a family who'll come to us, we look at, you know, both parents individually. One might want a semi-private room. One might want a private room. You know, so we make sure we pick a plan to suit each of them. And then, for example, if, like parents in their late 30s, early 40s, they might have very young children on their policy. You don't need to put the young children on the same plan as the parents. So you can actually have everybody on the one policy, but all on different plans to suit their needs. Like I'll give you an example right now. Leia Healthcare have introduced a deal that will run right to the end of March where you pay for the eldest child under 18, but the other, any other children under 18 will be free. Um, for the next year, but it's only on three specific plans. So, for example, we might put mum and dad on a private room corporate plan. We might put the eldest child under 18 on a semi-private corporate plan. And then we could put the other children on the Flex 125 Explore, which is completely free with Leia right now. So that's what we mean by splitting cover. And now the insurance companies, when you phone them up, they will try and move you on as quickly as possible to get to the next call. And if they recommend a plan, we'll say for Dermot Good. They will try and, and they'll suggest that they're good. Look, we put all your family on that plan. Really, what you should be doing is saying, no, no, that's what I want. Now I'm going to hand you over to my wife. And basically, I let her talk through her requirements to see what plan suits her. So really, splitting cover is, is a great tactic. The other one, though, that's, that's one of the best things people can do is take on a small excess. Mm. So, for example, a lot of older members are on the likes of Health Plus Extra with VHI. And they're on the Essential Plus with Leia, or they're on the Level 2 hospital schemes with Irish Life Health. All those plans cost between 3160 and €4,200. Um, are they good plans? 
Absolutely. Are they good value? Absolutely not. Now, if you take on a small excess, it might be 50 or 75, even maybe up to 100 euro. That excess is per claim. So it's never per night and it's only for admissions to a private hospital. So lots of times we might save somebody a thousand, fifteen hundred euro per adult on their premium. And the only downside is they take on a small excess. But like when you think about it, you need to be admitted 10 or 15 separate times during the year um, to basically use up the savings, which for most people, it's a risk worth taking. So taking on a small excess as well as splitting the cover Two excellent tactics. The other thing I would once again suggest to, to all of your, your, your listeners is corporate plans. Mm. So corporate plans probably represent half the plans in the entire market. They are designed specifically for the large employer schemes. But anybody, one of the good things that they got right with the legislation on, on healthcare in Ireland, every plan on the market is available to everybody, irrespective of their age, occupation or their health status. So, for example, you know, if if any one of the big pharmaceutical companies launch or they get a plan from one of the insurance companies, every consumer in Ireland can join that plan. But you must phone up the insurance company with the specific name of the plan and they will give it to you straight away. So if you're not on a corporate plan, if you don't even know, you know, is your plan a corporate plan? If you haven't reviewed your cover in maybe five years or so, if you're maybe spending more than €2,000 or more per adult, there should be a very clear reason for that. Um, you know, they're the very they're the indicators for us that somebody is on the wrong plan and they're overpaying for their cover. Like to, to give an example, like people will often ask us how much they need, to, they need to spend to have good cover, and we will basically say, well, around fourteen hundred euro, fifteen hundred euro per adult will get you an excellent semi-private corporate plan. And to give an example, right now, the Inspire Plus scheme with Leia Healthcare, one thousand four hundred and eighteen. The Health Guide Two scheme with Irish Life. Irish Life Health, that's 1,420, or the PMI 3513 with VHI, 1,512 euro. They are three excellent semi-private corporate plans, and anybody can join, and those plans give you 50% back on all your outpatient expenses like GP, physiotherapy, consultants fees with no excess to pay. So there's some fantastic details out there, but if you don't pick up the phone and ask the right questions, you won't get them. You recommend giving up private room cover. Now, people are shaking in their boots when I say that. Why, Dermot? So, for example, sometimes we would speak to people and it turns out that they're paying for private room accommodation in a private hospital. And some of those plans now, the older plans, might cost anything 2000 2500 per adult. But actually, first of all, the private room in a private hospital is never guaranteed. Um, secondly, if you are much older and you have lots of underlying conditions, you will find with some of the hospitals, they would prefer you're not in a private room. They prefer you're in a semi-private room where you can be monitored. And also, lots of times when we speak with people, they'll tell us, well, I actually don't want a private room. So sometimes people are paying for things that they don't actually need. And I suppose, whilst, I mean, I'm one of these people now would want to keep my private room, um, you know, even though I know it's never guaranteed. But at the same time, if I was under pressure with my renewal premium, and I couldn't afford the new premium, that, but I need to keep most of my benefits uh, intact. Well, reducing from private to semi-private, that might reduce the cost by €500 Euro per adult, depending on the plan they're on. So I suppose what we're trying to do all the time is we prefer not be reducing people's cover. So the first thing we would always say to people is, can you get similar cover at a lower price? And obviously that's the, that's the ideal outcome. If that's not possible, then it's a case of, OK, well, what benefits do we look at maybe reducing or shaving off your plan but we need to keep the key benefits in place. And accommodation, 
tends to be one that if people need to make some saving, that might be one of the ones they might look at. I mean, the other thing too as well, I mentioned an excess. You know, sometimes people might have to take on a slightly higher excess. Mm. Um, once again, to keep it affordable. I think the unfortunate thing with these increases is that it's going to force a lot of people who've already maybe cut their cover to the bone, it's going to force those people to maybe cut it further, which is something we, we don't want to see. But I also think as well there will be a lot of people who might have no choice now but to consider cancelling their cover. And that's, you know, that's, that's always regrettable. What I would say to anybody who's in that situation, before you cancel, either do it yourself or get advice, but, you know, get engaged with the insurance companies, first of all, to see if there are any other alternatives. And once again, the best approach to do that is, what is your budget? How much can you afford? Like, for example, there's probably people listening now who maybe a New Year's resolution was, well, I'll take out health insurance, I'll, I'll bite the bullet, particularly if they're coming up to the age of 30, 35, where you get charged a loading. And, you know, people are often completely confused by the number of plans and what do they need. We would always say to people, decide on your budget before you pick up the phone to the insurance company, how much have you got to spend? Because the good thing with health insurance is that the, the amount or the cost of each plan is fixed. So unlike car insurance and other insurances where you, two people might get charged different premiums for the same cover, just depending on how, how strongly they negotiate, there's none of that with health insurance. The prices are set. So by disclosing your budget, that just focuses the agent you're speaking with to come up with a plan. Uh, the best plan that they have that matches that budget. And it just means that, you know, you're not going to be upsold cover unnecessarily. Um, and look, there's loads of advisors around the country who will do that. But like literally a lot of people, if you decide on the budget, a lot of people can actually do this themselves. Just before you go, two things. Question from a listener, and I can nearly answer this myself. They want to know, do you have to reserve your waiting period if you switch? No. And this is one of the great things with, with health insurance. So just think of it like this. If I've already served all my waiting periods with whatever insurance company I'm with or a combination of them, I do not have to reserve them again. So if I switch to another provider, I am on cover immediately. The other provider must take me on. It doesn't matter how sick I might be. It doesn't matter what operations or surgeries I plan for the year. They must take me on. And the best advice, again, for anybody who's thinking of switching. So, for example, let's just say I'm not happy with what my current provider is offering me and I find a plan um, with another insurance company before you register and join that plan, tell the new insurance company, tell them everything. And so they'll want to know what plan you currently have, how long you have it. That means you won't have to reserve any waiting periods. And then tell them what surgeries might be, you might be planning or might be pending, you know, what scans you might be uh, due to have, what underlying conditions you might have. Tell them everything, your concerns, everything, because the more specific you are with your questions, the more specific they have to be in terms of telling you what the new plan covers and doesn't cover. And the people who do it that way, they get the best deals each year. And the other bit of advice I'd give to all of your listeners is, you know, no matter what treatment you're getting, and whether it's a scan or a day case procedure, or if you're seeing an alternative practitioner, whoever it might be, no matter what the doctors tell you or the secretaries, and I know they mean well, you are responsible for making sure you're covered. So always phone your insurer and tell them everything, where you're going, what the procedure is, the doctor will give you the procedure code if you're having any minor surgery done. 
and give them the doctor's name and they will confirm to you, yes, Mr. Good, that is all covered by your plan and that will be recorded. So that's the best advice for everybody. Dermot, you're terrific. Totalhealthcover.ie, folks. Check it out. Thank you for joining me again today, Dermot. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Dermot Good there, who knows all there is to know about health insurance, but he will advise. I mentioned the success of St. Bridget's Weekend in County Loud. Look at those stats, uh, Louise. And we talk about it regular here on the show, road safety. Did you see the figures from the uh, St. Bridget's Bank Holiday Weekend of... uh, the checks that the guardy had in mm-hmm. place, etc. But it's hard to believe, isn't it? 161 people are arrested for driving under the influence of an intoxicant, one way or the other. And 3,000 drivers were done for speeding. You know, and we mentioned speed as well, and I have to be conscious of it. I have to say, every time I drive myself and I try to... Using mobile phones, 110 people. People, you know... How, how many times do you say that? Don't yeah. use the bloody phones. Unaccompanied learner drivers, 215. And I can't believe this. I After can't all, believe that's so low. Yeah, unaccompanied drivers. No seatbelts. 61 people with no seatbelts. That's belts. crazy. Isn't it? Mm. Like after a clunk click every trip. Do you remember that? No. Way back. That was the that was when we never we didn't put on seatbelts. Clunk click every trip. That was the the, <laughs> the logo back then. Yes, okay. and and the logo I, maybe should be revised. Or, or the strap line, I should say, the strap line and the advertising campaign. But there you go, just a few stats from the roads. Slow down, slow down, slow down is the message today. Slow down and cop on. Yeah, well that's it. And there's just too much. We were talking about it in the Wednesday club the other night. Just people are in just a mad hurry to go everywhere, and they just can't countenance people holding them up. And oh, it's ridiculous, you know. Respect, respect on the road for others and. Just calm down, take a deep breath and uh, go with the flow. Rather and I think than just... that's a lot to do with it as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, an awful lot just to get do with it. frustrated. Real frustration. Coming up after three on late lunch, of course, David Sheen is with us. Uh, sporting weekend preview and uh, Tracy Chapman, my artist of the week. Final song from her. Speaking about final songs, 50 years ago it came out. Band on the Run, the album. It's been re-released just now and it's available in many formats. Yes, it's available as an LP. Did you know that yet? A double LP vinyl edition as well, no doubt. Two CDs, there you are, and you thought CDs were gone forever. And of course, it is, we better mention it, it just happened to be releasing it digitally. Digitally. Anyway, here they are, Wings, Band on the Run, 2024. Stuck inside these four walls Sent inside forever Thanks for your comments to the show. Frank was on to say, there's even a bull in the heart in Navin, Jerry. <laughs> Navin, the most loved uptown in the northeast. Yes, where love stories begin on Uiv. Yes, there is indeed a bull in the heart of the town. Thanks for pointing that out to us this afternoon on the show. Uh, John wants to know, why do insurance uh, companies charge hospitals for private rooms even though you're in a public ward? That is a decent question indeed. Hi, Jerry. I've just listened to that man. That was Dermot Good from TotalHealthCover.ie. My daughter was in hospital for 11 days. She was charged €816 per day on her plan. It's a lot of money, isn't it? It certainly is a lot of money to pay for sure. Now, let's roll this for you. A reprise of your TV theme.
big finish. Yes, beam me up, Mr. Spock. That is Star Trek for sure. Martina McHugh, well done to you. You've guessed pr- correctly today, along with many others. And our prize is on its way to you. Thanks to everybody who um, put in an answer for mostly right, nearly 99% right, I have to say there today. Well done to everybody. Now, let's conclude my Tracy Chapman story. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week Artist of the Week Yes, it's been Tracy Chapman all week following her wonderful appearance at the Grammys last weekend She's a great woman for receiving awards Did you know this? She got an honorary doctorate in 1997 from St. Xavier University in Chicago and in 2004 the same thing, an honorary doctorate in fine arts and Doctor in Fine Arts from her alma mater Tufts University where she studied anthropology and that was for her commitment to social activism the South African presidency just last year April 2023 awarded her the National Order the Order of the Companions of Oliver Tambo which recognises eminent foreign nationals for friendships shown to South Africa so she's well decorated for sure did you know that she was once a guest of Pavarotti and Friends they were raising funds for Cambodia and Tibet. It was back in the year 2000 and she performed a critically acclaimed duet with Luciano Pavarotti. Baby, can I hold you tonight? Well, no Pavarotti today, but here is our Tracy. Sorry Chapman, my artist of the week, Tracy Chapman, there with the most brilliant version, the original version, the best of Baby Can I Hold You. It's been butchered since by certain people, but Tracy is the original and the greatest, my artist of the week. We say goodbye to her on late lunch this week, and we'll have an artist or artist of the week for you around about this time each day next week on the show but around about this time each Friday there's only one man for us he's previewing the uh, weekend sporting action David Sheehan's with us on Late Lunch in a moment Hello David Sheehan standing by patiently Sitting here very comfortably Jerry very good thanks how are you? (laughs) Good man David I I am good I'm going to start with Rugby Union last weekend Six Nations first weekend what a feast of rugby we had Italy almost clipping England Uh, Wales looking to be dead and buried against the Scots what a grandstand finish and of course little old Ireland did we expect that choked the life out of the French can it be matched this weekend David well Jerry, as I said to you uh, last Saturday evening I did predict the bonus point for Ireland you I, didn't, did. I didn't I didn't expect the bonus point win for them mind you but um yeah it was incredible really incredible weekend of of, uh, of rugby um yeah Italy Italy were, were decent enough against England I think England are great at the moment we'll get to that game in a second but the the Scotland-Wales game was extraordinary. I was actually down in, in Armagh for my sins on Saturday evening, so I was just getting updates on that one, and it was incredible. It looked like it was all over, as you said, and then Wales came back into it. So, yeah, this weekend, it's hard to know which, what to pick. It's, I guess the pick of the games comes from Scotland, France, and England-Wales. Yeah. Yeah. England-Wales tomorrow, let's start with that one, I suppose. Um, a lot of talk in the last few months about the, the England players trying to have a little bit more input into the atmosphere at Twickenham and they've they've brought in a few little gimmicky things this weekend for, for that to improve it. I mean a good start will be playing a bit of rugby that's entertaining to watch. That might be but that might be a good starting point for the England team instead of what they've been doing for the last few years. 
Wales, as you said there, coming off the back of that defeat last week. 27-0 down, got it back to 27-26. Seems like only something Scotland can do to lose a lead like that. But Wales, yeah, they've they've a fairly inexperienced side themselves. Wales have made seven changes and five of that starting 15 have, have, have played fewer than five tests each. So a very inexperienced uh, team, a little bit like Colm O'Rourke last year in the Tottenham Cup, throwing in all these new players and, and hoping that they'll, they'll hit the ground running. But an interesting quote from Warren Gatland before that game or in the build-up to it was that uh, it's like the county cricket are facing 70, 80 mile an hour uh, balls, but then when they move up a level, they're, they're facing 90, 100 mile an hour and it's a little bit more difficult and how do they deal with that. So there's only one way to find out. I think they, I think Wales is giving them a good rattle in that game and I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them. I don't think England are really up to much at the moment. I think if Wales get a bit of a run on them, there's a lot of youth in that team. Uh, they, as I said, they came back into it last week when the, the pressure was off, I suppose, to an extent when they were so far behind. But I'm going to give a tentative nod to Wales in that one. England probably favourites, but I think Wales might just produce a little bit of a surprise. Mm. Scotland, um, France. And then Scotland, France, yeah. Um, Murrayfield, quarter past two tomorrow. Really interesting one here as well. France, they've resisted the urge to make wholesale changes after that performance in Marseille last week. Just two changes, one of quit, which, of course, is enforced for the red card for Willemson. But um, I think they'll they'll come back and get a win. Scotland, as we said last week, a bit of a, a cure at sake performance against against Wales. Um, but I think this maybe maybe is the game of the weekend because Scotland with that win last week, France looking to bounce back. They were so poor last week. I think Ireland were so good, but France were really disappointing. Um, but I think France might just grind that one out in Murrayfield. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting watch because Galtier will be under pressure if they lose that game after what yeah. happened last week. But I think I think France was to sneak that one. So two away wins. And then on Sunday, a home win for Ireland against Italy. He's made changes. The team has been announcing that as well, but they still should yeah. have enough to beat Italy in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, they showed Italy were decent last week. He said six changes he made. Craig Casey in at nine, maybe the most interesting one of those alongside his teammate Jack Crowley at ten. Oftentimes down through the years, this would be the day, the game where they'd switch out the out halves. Uh, Johnny Sexton might have been rested for Harry, for, for Ross Burner, whoever it is. But they're sticking with, with Jack Crowley, which I think is a wise move. Let him get settled in to that position. Harry Byrne on the bench, actually, and Jordan Larmer, both of whom could win their first caps since summer 2021. So I would expect to see a good, a good uh, run of substitutes in that game. Ireland... Yeah, they'll win that game, but I think Italy will give them a bit of a go of it for a while, but they should pull away clear and win comfortably enough. Let's talk soccer. Arsenal beat Liverpool last week, uh, despite a travesty of a concession of a goal. Well, mind you, Liverpool had a couple of travesties themselves, but typical Gunners, they haven't uh, done well against West Ham in recent times. They're at the London Stadium, and wouldn't it be typical of Arsenal just to do you-know-what on the nest this weekend? (laughs) <laughs> well, Jerry, I think you're willing. You're willing these wins out of them. You tipped Liverpool to win last week, and I think you were hoping to, to for a reverse jinx kind of a situation where they they turn around and prove you wrong, and that's exactly what they did last last Sunday, the Gunners. But yeah, they've played West Ham twice so far this season, um, and lost both games. And um, one of them was in the League Cup, of course, and they lost two 0 at the Emirates just before Christmas. But you know, again, we always say it about these type of matches. West Ham are in seventh and they're, they're, they're doing okay, but they haven't won in the Premier League since the 28th of December. They're really missing uh, Lucas Paqueta. But this is the sort of game that Arsenal need to be going and getting a win in. Liverpool would probably go there and win. Manchester City would certainly go there and win. Uh, I'm going to give the, the, the vote of confidence, uh, a shaky vote of confidence as it always is with Arsenal, but I'm going to give them the nod to get the, to get the win here. I'm going to invoke the Fifth Amendment and move on. Okay. Anyway, City, City are going to beat Everton. We'll take it as that, a home win. Liverpool are going to beat Burnley, home win. The other interesting game of the weekend is Aston Villa. A little bit of sheen gone off Villa. They lost in the Cup the other night. Villa's fans despondent. Mm. And Man United, a revival happening, is it? Or is it just a, a mirage? 
Uh, well, yeah, it's it's probably somewhere in between. I don't know if it's a full revival. They're a little bit better than they were, but they were so they've been so poor for so long. It was hard to kind of get any worse. Yeah, that that game against Chelsea during the week for Villa, I was really surprised by that result. I thought Villa would would win that game, and like they would have been in with a real shout of winning a bit of silverware. It's been a long time. I think it's the late nineties when they won the League Cup since Aston Villa last won a trophy. So. Um, they could really do with, with getting a bit of silverware into the into the trophy cabinet there at, at Villa Park, but they're still in fourth place. We should say in the league, mm. Manchester United are in, Manchester United are in sixth, and this is a kind of a really interesting game because if Aston Villa were to win, they would open an eleven point lead over Manchester United, which would be huge in that battle for fourth place. Manchester United are trying to claw their way back up the table, um, and you know Villa their, their form has been a little bit shaky of late but the fact that they're still in fourth it just shows you how well they were doing like they started the season like a like a house on fire they were flying it so they're still in fourth place uh, they're still going pretty well and uh, I think that Manchester United game against Villa at Old Trafford was the one that kind of kick-started United's revival they were 2-0 down they came back and won 3-2 but uh, I'm going to give Villa the, the, the nod on this one I, I think they'll just have enough but um, really interesting one in prospect there Sunday at half past four and as I said, an 11-point lead for Villa over Manchester United if they can get the win. Of course, if it goes the other way, Manchester United win, it's back to five points. So a key mm. game here in that battle for fourth place. Now on the local front, just a quick mention for the hurling games this weekend. Division 2A uh, on Sunday, Meather and Carlo. And in uh, 3A, Loud face Cavan tomorrow at two o'clock. So both of them away. Yeah, I think me. They're going to be. Uh, they're going to be. They're going to be under a little bit of pressure in that game against Carlo. Carlo absolutely hammered Kerry last weekend. Mead Mead scraped past Kildare, getting a little bit of revenge for that Keogh Cup um, final defeat. But it's going to be a tough one for for me. You know, Carlo have been a strong team for mm. for a few few years now, and they're operating at generally kind of at a higher standard than me uh, over the years. And as I said, I was actually surprised by the margin of that victory against Kerry last week. I don't know whether Kerry were really poor or Carlo were just hit their straps on the day, but. I think me they're going to be going to be put to the pin of the collar in that one. I'd I'd have to give Carlo the vote for that game. I'm afraid. And uh, Louth and Cavan again favouring the home team there. Just in a word, Cavan to win. Yeah, well, Cavan lost to Sligo last week, and Louth beat Monaghan. So, um, oh, I'm well. going to give uh, I'm going to give I'm going to give Louth the, Louth oh, the, nod to get the week. The county there. gets the nod there, and just in a, in a word, Division Three Ladies National Football League. Louth at home to Offaly. We're going to beat the Faithfuls. The week county are going to beat the Faithfuls. For sure. Yeah, we're gonna have that. We're gonna have that game live on, on LMF from Sunday Sport. Column column be at that one for us. So yeah, I'll give loud the, the the nod there with home advantage. Yeah, let's hope they get the win. I hope they do. Anyway, we got through it. Loads uh, there in rugby union, soccer, hurling, and uh, Gaelic football. David Sheehan, as usual, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Much obliged. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. That's our man, David Sheehan. There, looking ahead to a busy weekend in sporting action. That's it on Late Lunch for another week. As usual, I want to say my thank yous to our guests who joined us on the show every day. To you, our listeners, we'd be nothing without your company each afternoon. And to my producer, Louise Walsh, thanks a million, Louise. Couldn't do it without you. Thanks so much. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive here on LMFM Radio. Have a nice weekend and please God, we'll all be back to begin a brand new week on Late Lunch, Monday at 1.30. We'll see you then. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.